We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. We've been sent a gift. Oh, it's a big box from my mother. Why? She bought us a case of tissues. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> she bought us a case of tissues. That is so Janma. <sighs> She's like, you bitches talking shit about me. Here, have a passive aggressive <laughs> gift. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. So half are for you, half are for me. Like, as in boxes of tissue? Are they... Where are we going to keep them? I don't know, but my question is, what's the design? (laughs) They're pretty. It's from Who Gives a Crap. They're great box design. Okay. It's not like frangipanis or Labradors. Okay. (laughs) It doesn't hurt to have a box of tissues lying around the house, right? I don't have the storage, Janma, okay? I've got like one cupboard under the sink and it can't fill up with a case. (laughs) A case of tissues. Revzy, you know, (sighs) uh, producer Kate, who works on the potty, this morning she had a tissue and she like squirreled it away. Yeah, quickly. she got embarrassed. She She's felt- like, I can't have tissue around you girls. I'm like, oh, is it just us? Revs, what you actually said was, well, you should feel ashamed <laughs> because it is shameful that you are stuffing <sighs> tissues up your sleeve yeah, or in your bag or in your pocket. Fucking gross. <laughs> Look, it's not a hanky, okay? Yeah, it's I mean, it could a- be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> Should we get into the episode? Yes, let's. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate, never use a tissue, Reeves. But does now. (laughs) No, has tissues. Doesn't mean she uses them. I'll use them when the toilet paper runs out, let's be honest. Hey, DLs, I'm just waiting for an episode to drop where it's like user of tissues now. And we're like talking about, God, they're so soft. Can we not evolve? They really are elite. (laughs) Like, why weren't we ever on this trend? And it's (laughs) eco-friendly. No. We will not give in to the boomers. No. We are superior of generation. <laughs> Sorry to shift the tone a little bit. Oh. Or a lot of bit. A something, lot of bit. Look, i got to get something off my chest. Oh. A little bit of an incident happened. And I need to unpack it here in the potty. Yeah, of course. This is what we do. This is what we do. It's what we're here for. Yeah. So caught up with my brothers and sisters-in-law and their kids. We had a cousin reunion. We, we're very grateful that our kids have cousins. It's a lovely little relationship. Anyway. As you know, we're in the thick of winter, but this string of weather has been incredible. So we were down at the playground at the beach with the kiddies, not in my local area, in another location. Actually, your old stomping ground, Mm -hmm. Clifton Gardens. Mm -hmm. And it took one little cousin who's about two and a half maybe, to strip down and want to run down to the beach. And then it, within seconds they were all taking their clothes off, running down to the beach, straight into the water, playing with the seaweed, paddling around, building Glorious. Cycle. It was divine. Like I had a real moment of what is their life? Yeah. Like it's the middle of the winter and they all just look so free. Mm, and they were splashing around beautiful. just these gorgeous little naked bums in the winter sun. Anyway, I'm sitting there chat, chat, chatting away to one of my sisters-in-law And um, out of nowhere, I hear my husband and my brother-in-law absolutely lose it at someone. Like, oi! You know when it kind of like breaks you out of your chair and you're like, what? Like really stole my attention. And my husband just goes, stop taking pictures of our kids! Oh, wow. Yeah, you! Oi! Stop! Like this. Oh, wow. 
And there was a guy on the beach, straight up had his iPhone out and was just snapping the kids. And they're all naked, of course. And um, I was like, what's happening? Like, what's going on? And I sort of had to calm my husband down. And I said, what's, what, what's up? And he was like, that fucking guy was photographing our kids. And, and I just said, can you just simmer down? Like, you know, you're getting very upset. I need you to calm down. And next minute I see my other sister-in-law walk over really calmly and I can see she's chatting to him and forcing him to delete the photos. And I was like, okay, well, she's just handled that like a boss and just gone in there and said, this is illegal, Mm -hmm. was actually what she told them. Now, this was a tourist. Okay. Yeah. So just to paint the picture further Mm -hmm. is he's a tourist. He was with two other women. They were walking along the beach. Now, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I don't think someone with really malicious intentions would position themselves on a beach so obviously, mm. reach for their phone, place mm. it right in front of them in full view and take photos of your kids without there being some degree of naivety mm. to it. I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah. I'm not condoning it at all. But I guess I was trying to extend some empathy and I know some people who will listen to this are like, absolutely not. Like, that's just not okay. And I'm, I 100% agree. It is not okay. But I can also see culturally how some people come and visit Australia. Mm. And I could literally imagine, because I can imagine my own dad mm-hmm. doing this, being like, Oh my God, these Aussie kids. Yeah. Like it's 15 degrees. And they're all blonde. They're all naked and running around on the beach. This is a lull. I'm going to take a photo of this for home. Just like you would take a photo, and we've all done it, of a group of little African children if you're visiting Africa and they're like gorgeous faces in the village and you want to remember that moment or a a bunch of little Vietnamese children along the river in Hoi An, you know, like like you would and no one would think anything of it as probably as a white woman. Totally. Yeah. And this is why I'm trying to extend an empathetic Mm. arm of like, I feel like I understood the intent, okay, but it was still confronting mm. in the moment. And it obviously ignited like real protector oh, mode in the dads. I haven't seen my husband and my brother-in-law that activated mm. in a long time mm. where they leapt up off the bed. Like my husband, like he had that almost like fight energy. Mm. I've never seen him get into that real protective papa bear mode mm. where I had to really go like, can you just sit down? Mm. Was his reaction valid? Probably. Yeah. I think a lot of people would jump up in rage. Mm. I've had to ask someone to delete a photo of my daughter once. Oh, in what context? In an airport when we were fleeing COVID from the UK. We were standing in line at the airport. Isla remembers it. She brings it up all the time. Really? I think she remembers my reaction to it mm. because we were standing in line and I was exhausted, obviously. I had two kids traveling on my own during COVID with the masks and all the things like internationally. We're standing in the line and she has big blue eyes standing next to me and she goes, mommy, that man took a photo of me. And I whipped around and this guy had his phone and he was like taking a photo of her, like in the line at an airport, you mm. know? And I said, excuse me, could you delete that? place and I made him show me and you know I was perfectly polite but also made myself Um, clear that I wasn't fucking around Mm. and he was like oh 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 sorry 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 and deleted it ever anyway Isla talks about it all the time I guess because I stood up for her yeah so she remembers it yeah I mean she would have recognized your energy shift mm. 
Because we mm. as parents, we have a particular mode mm-hmm. or version of ourselves in front of our kids. And mm. when you step out of that, it's like if you've ever been in a semi-serious situation yes. with your kids, like say one of your kids hurts themselves and you need to deal with it. More often than not, your other child, their sibling, can get their spidey senses in Absolutely. check and go, oh, no, like this is a serious moment and I need to just listen and observe, mm. take direction. Totally. Oh, what a weird little situation. It was weird. And, I, you know, I said to my sister-in-law, what was that? about and she's like you know I think he was just fascinated by the kids but I wasn't comfortable with it and I said did he resist deleting the photos and she said no he was actually really embarrassed yeah and he deleted it straight away and he was very compliant Mm. about it all and then he wandered off he was he sort of like gestured to me and hubs my other brother-in-law like "Uh, hey uh, sorry you know Mm. like he kind of put his hands up in like you know I that was my bad judgment call yeah I feel bad for him. yeah (laughs) but yeah it was just interesting because you know hubs and I did have a whole chat about it and you know even listening to you just then talk about someone took a photo of Isla and she was like that man took a photo of me like I wondered if there was like a percentage of people who are like well you both put your kids on the internet yeah totally. you know it crossed my mind where it's like well is it different or is it the same yeah I don't know Mm. and it's funny I've have you been watching on channel nine parental guidance no and I have to because I want to join this conversation but no well I've got some homework for you if you can check it out but for any DLs uh who aren't across it channel nine has this series called parental guidance and I do think they've designed it to be quite clickbaity Mm. and it is a bit inflammatory in parts like it could polarize audiences because their tagline is literally we're searching for Australia's best parenting style (laughs) and it's like all right calm down there is no such thing as a best parenting style if you can look past all the sensationalizing of which there is a lot in this series and they do stupid things like they have to give every type of parent a label or a tag and some of them it's like oh that was a stretch like you were really struggling to find a label for that couple so you went for that like one style of parenting is called outback okay and it's like what that is not a parenting style. That is a region. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle. And within the outback, there would be a multitude of different parenting styles. They would have their strict parents, their gentle parents, their mollycoddling parents. Like they would have it all. So all of that is wank. And then they have influencer parents. Oh, wow. And this one made my ears prick up a little bit because I was like, oh, God, why would you ever subject yourself to this mm. kind of show and be okay with the label Influencer style. Well, they probably parents. had no control over what they were called. Mm, that's they wouldn't it. have editorial control. They're the talent. Yeah. And I'm sure they would have gone into this with some sort of understanding that they wouldn't be the favorite parents. And they even say that in an episode because it's really hard to make an argument for like having your kids on the internet. But Actually, they came across quite well and they even won a vote round of the best parenting because their whole argument is influencer style is about being a good example for our kids and we lead by example and that means having real open communication. This is what I mean, Mm. like they really try and bend different parenting styles Mm. into this title. But going back to the show, what I love about it is that it's an opportunity to reflect on your own parenting Mm. because you see all these different scenarios happen and as we all do, we reflect it back to ourselves and we go, how would I respond in that or how would my kids respond in that situation? Am I more of a gentle parent or am I more of a lighthouse parent? Lighthouse. Oh, there's lighthouse parenting, there's stage parenting, there's American parenting. Like what does that even mean? But if you strip all that back and look past that kind of bullshit, you actually learn 
learn a lot. Like mm. I've gained a lot from the show and it's sparked really interesting conversations between Hubs and I. And because this is the second season of the show, a lot of the challenges they deal with older kids. So things like internet safety, for example. And I just really enjoyed looking ahead in the same way that I love hearing your experience with your kids being school age kids because I'm not yet there. I felt the same with this season of parental guidance. Yeah, it's really hard, as you said, to make an argument for putting your kids on the internet. I go back and forth all the time and wrestle with how I really feel about it, what kind of things I would share, what kinds of things I would never share. It's definitely changing for me as my kids get older, particularly my son, because Isla's very into it. You know, she's into the podcast. She doesn't listen to it, but she's into the fact that we do it. She's into the live show. She watches me doing stuff on the computer and looks over my shoulder and goes, what are you doing? Mm. And I talk her through it. Or she sees me editing something for a reel or whatever. She's like, what are you doing? Oh, that was cool how you did that. How did you do that? You know, that kind of thing. Mm. She's into it. Like she's interested. Teddy couldn't give a shit and he gets embarrassed. And sometimes I will be filming him or taking a photo for me or like to share with his auntie or whatever, like not for public consumption. And he'll go, don't post that and I'm like absolutely Mm. not and I'm so fine to guard his they're not my talent you know I'm kind of like led by them now Mm. on how much they'll feature and of course you respect it if he says don't post that yeah and sometimes he'll be like mum mum film this film this and I'm like well that's fucking boring but sure (laughs) (laughs) better do something extraordinary yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's not like you know so it's not one or the other it's just like it's changing for me as my kids get older because I'm aware that their friends are online and I never want to embarrass them mm. and you know I'm, I'm respecting them as their own things like I've chosen this but Isla's so into it Ted's not so you know probably see more of Isla than Teddy um, but yeah I've, I wrestle with it all the time go Same. back and forth all the time because it all started before we really thought about it to be honest mm. and, and I often do think like hmm would I do it differently if I started all over again yeah I mean I do see a trend because obviously Instagram has been around for a long time of people who I discovered on Instagram when they had tiny babies and now their kids are a lot older. I can see the shift Mm. where they're like, oh, I don't really see that kid featured on their Instagram anymore. And whether it's a conscious or unconscious decision, I don't know. But I do notice that as they get older, it's like the kid themselves, other than advocating for themselves and saying, I don't want to be posted on your Instagram, but they're just more entrenched in their own lives. Mm. Whereas when you're a mum with little kids, they're so dependent on you. It's your every day. It's your every day. Yeah, it's funny. It's a shame. For us as parents, Mm. not for the kids. The kids, obviously, and their privacy and their level of interest is paramount. Absolutely. But secondary to that is it's a shame because I would love to see more parents with kids my age. Yeah, but you don't. That I could see and compare and share Mm. and like live through them like I did when I had little kids because there's so much, there's such a wealth of content to, like you said, like you're watching that show, compare how you would handle things or how your kids are going or whatever by looking at all the community around you, which is what Instagram is like online community and TikTok. So it is a shame because I can't really think of many other creators that I follow with like middle school, I guess we would call it, age children who are like almost 10 and, and 6. Totally. Like, and, uh, and I miss that camaraderie and being able to share and compare. I do. I really miss it. And you don't see a lot of children's faces and stages of life at that age. And, yeah, I, I miss it. And also the challenges are so different. Mm. Like there's so many women on the internet of newborns, mm. like rocking their newborns, being like, hey, mama, in the dark, yeah. I see you. You're not alone. You know, there's a lot of that and yeah. it's amazing. But there's not, hey, mama, f- behind the car wheel driving from dancing to soccer. I see you, bitch. Yeah. It's fucking 
fucking rough. And I know they're crying and upset about that thing that doesn't matter at all, but it really matters to them and you've got to deal with it before they get them into bed and now their bed's at nine and it's just a really long fucking day now. I see you, bitch. I see you. I'm here with you behind the wheel. <laughs> Tired why, at nine. But why do you think that people shy away from that as their kids get older? Or is it that the algorithm isn't feeding it to us and it does exist? No, no, no. It's because you, they're protecting their kids' personhood and mm. privacy. It's just like they're not as part – yes, you said they're not as part of your shit and they also don't want to be in those things and they get embarrassed. Like my best mate, Ben, he's got a 14-year-old and I know when we're all out together and like the little kids love it. They love making little dances together and they love taking photos. And stuff. But I know with his 14-year-old we're not to like post her or like assume we can or, you know, mm. if we do do anything like that I'll always like hey press check you cool with this photo or whatever and she'll say yes or no and sometimes she'll go tag me and sometimes she'll go no <laughs> you know and I respect that mm. she gets editorial control over her footprint you have to respect it yeah I've had the thought a number of times that I hope that when I'm in the weeds of teenhood that there's like a podcast out there yeah that deals with this and shares anecdotally stories mm. of their experience but that again, not just experts because yeah. sometimes you can I find it harder to apply experts yes. to my life other than anecdotes I'm so yeah. with you on that but that's hard again yeah. because are they betraying their teenage child by sharing an intimate story about an experience yeah and well, look I'm sure a lot of people are finding this chat really gross and I would just say it's personality you know mm. like just like not everyone would want to have a podcast where they share parts of their lives you know and people we know in our lives some people have Instagram but they lurk and they don't want to share a lot they want don't want to look out there some people do it's just personality and kids are the same like I said I've got two different personalities I think with their level of comfort and interaction with the internet. So Raph is a little bit similar to Isla, like she froths on it. Oh, we've she, seen her. We've seen her with her subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> she she loves it and I have to temper it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Even her obvious enthusiasm upsets me sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, your innocence. Like, yeah. Oh, you know, yep. but then yep. am I a hypocrite? Well, I guess Probably. yes, but yeah. like I think that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's, we're finding our way through it. We are. Speaking of the internet, mm -hmm. you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I have a bugbear with the entire internet and everyone on it. Oh, Jesus. We I feel attacked, Rev, so you better explain yourself. You should. Everyone's being dum-dums. P-O-V. Okay? You, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The it's a trend. conceit of the caption, POV, you're a mum in your 30s, you know, and it's like some video of some mum doing some shit in the kitchen. Yeah. POV, your dad comes home from the pub, blah, 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 blah. POV, you're a three-year-old with a hairbrush, whatever. You know that format. Everyone knows. No one's using it right. Oh, God. No, they're all using it wrong. POV does not mean, hey, look at this video. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It means point, point of, of view. view. Yeah. And the camera is the point of view, is the eyes out into the world. But no one's using it that way. That's how it started and it's been corrupted and everywhere. It's like revs. I'm hated because <laughs> I, I just, because on one hand, I know that I'm when people come at me with a bad grammar and spelling, I'm like, get over yourselves. It's not important. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's the same, right? With the POV thing. Get over it, revs. It's not important. You know what they mean? It's a conceit on TikTok. Not a big deal. It's driving me insane. Do it properly. 
Do it properly. I'm shook <laughs> that this is your bugbear. It's driving me crazy because they're popping up every okay. time I doom yes, scroll. Revs, it's a, it's a trend yeah. to use POV. You've overcooked this thought train. Okay? <laughs> I have not. You have. You 100% have. This is the thing with trends. It starts somewhere and, yes, we know that POV, it's a camera technique, yeah. right? When you shoot POV, point of view of the audience. Yeah. But it would have started there and then it's evolved to mean this is a video <laughs> it's evolved into however people want to interpret it well I'm not comfortable because it's incorrect <laughs> I'm sorry do we have a live show called can we not evolve this is not evolving this is devolving this is regression this is going backwards this is stupefying on the internet I don't like it at all I don't have a problem with it well you know what? I'm gonna make a real I'm gonna make an angry real about POV 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 you're listening to me around about POVs <laughs> I look forward to this reel. Do you know what? I've actually created a piece of content recently for a brand partnership and I use POV. And do you know what, Rebs? Oof, better it's, be correct. It's a shared POV. It's no, po- no, there's no such thing as a shared POV. Says who? That's called content. Well, okay, That's called I'm, a film. Hard it's disagree. It's not shared POV. And you say it with so much authority like that's also a technique. Nope. You're making that up to cover your mistake. Hold the phone. POV, point of view. Yeah. Do we say POV of the person holding a camera? No, we don't. You're full of shit here. Sure, in the cinematography world. Yeah. But who's to say it's not POV of the main character in the video? It can't. My God. Yeah. It's your POV. If it was the POV of the main character of the video, you'd be in their place and they'd be showing you what they're looking at. That's what POV means. Point of view. It's the eyeballs. Okay, but what if the point of view of the camera is shared with the main character? As in the the experience. No. POV, you're a bitch isn't letting me talk. POV, you're trying to talk on a podcast and your co-host keeps interrupting you with no. Things just get under your skin and you can't unsee it and then it's everywhere and it drives you crazy. Let it go, Rebs. Let it go. You know, surrender. Have a gratitude list. She's now her own co-host. Just <laughs> <laughs> chatting herself out of this hole that she's in, this bugbear that's really taken it's hold. really taken hold of me. You know what? I need a job. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, like a millennial Karen. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but you <laughs> I wanted to say get a hobby so badly. You know when shit like this bothers you, it's like you're just not busy enough in your day-to-day no, schedule. we need a war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Bit of healthy perspective. Can we let a, this one a go? A bit of healthy POV. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I don't have time for my five-year-old weaponizing. I'm allowed to change my mind oh my God, I love against this. me. I love this. You She's know, too smart for us. Oh God, you know when they parrot shit back to you and mm-hmm. it's like, yes, I know once upon a time I told you that you're allowed to change your mind, <laughs> but I don't like it when you use it against me. So for context... This is a bit of an odd story and, look, I feel like I'm going to shame my own parenting approach here but I don't give a shit. That's the whole show, babe. It is. (laughs) Lean in. Okay, so you know when your kid does something supremely sweet and then fast forward a few days later, they're little assholes again and you're like, fucking what happened? (laughs) 
Jekyll and Hyde is back. So Rafa got given for her birthday a while ago one of those beautiful little canvas bags and then you get a packet of pens and you colour in the bag. So she brought out this toy that's been sitting on the shelf and she started decorating this bag. Now I've already talked about how hard she is into colouring in. And as I looked over her shoulder, I was like, oh, Rafa, that looks really cool. Like you're getting good at staying in the lines. She goes, mummy, I'm colouring this in for Iggy. I'm going to give this to Iggy. I think he would like this. And I was like, oh, fucking I'm so proud of you, baby girl. That's called kindness. <laughs> you know, Generosity. Yeah. And then she takes it a step further and she flips the canvas bag over and she writes his name on it. Look out. Like full humble brag. admission. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Yes, it's a parent flex. My kid hasn't started school and she can write words. Whatever. Come at me, I dare you. She wrote Iggy and I thought, wow, she like is really giving this to him. Yeah. Like she's branded it. Sure enough, Iggy comes home from daycare. It's the cutest moment. I didn't film it despite you all thinking that I film every moment of my children's <laughs> life. I didn't. And she gave it to him and she said, Iggy, this is for you. And he was like, oh, wow, thanks. Is this mine now? And she was like, yeah, that's yours. I made it for you. And he was like, thanks, Rafa. Anyway, he's proceeded to sleep with this canvas bag oh my God. every night for a week. Eagles. He's like, you know it's real when he sleeps with it and oh, yeah. sticks it in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of sleep aids, this kid, <laughs> and oral fixations, okay? This bag's become one of them. So he loves this bag. It's become his new ride or die. This morning, oh God. the bag comes out. Iggy toddles down the stairs with the bag. And Rafa, for whatever reason, decided to go, hey, that's my bag. Ooh. And I was taken aback because obviously we had this whole beautiful Disney moment. Yeah. Model uh, sister yeah, behavior. Yeah. And Iggy goes, no, it's mine. And she goes, no, it's my bag. And I said, no, Rafa, remember you, remember you gave it to him. You, <laughs> remember, remember, you, 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 remember you made it, it for him. You gave it to him. She goes, yeah. But I've changed my mind. Ooh. I'm allowed Ooh. to change my mind. When and you I'm, hear yourself. Oh. And then, of course, they're playing tug of war over this stupid little canvas bag. Both of them are screaming at each other saying, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. You know, and I'm like, stop, stop both of you. And I just I pulled them apart and I took Rafa aside and I said, hey, you gave your brother that bag. Remember, you even wrote his name on it. How would you feel if all of your friends who came to your birthday party and gave you gifts a week later rocked up to the house and said, Rafa, I know I gave you that gift, but I've actually changed my mind and it's mine. <laughs> I'm taking my Duplo with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, but I want that bag. Mommy. Like she, she's such a skirter, you know, like she didn't answer my question. Like, she that just does not go into my argument. Yes. I will not be taking that information. On, next. I can't apply it to myself. No. Thank you. Next. So anyway, she just got back onto the bag train. So just picture me, both kids screaming over this bag. Now at this point, they're both crying uncontrollably. And, um, you know, I turned to Sammy, our beautiful au pair, and I was like, Sammy, I'm going to take Rafa to kindy today. Can you please just take Iggy to daycare? Um, we need to separate them. Like there's no winning. So she takes Iggy out the door and he's like screaming. So now I'm left with Rafa. But by the time I farewelled Iggy at the door and I was like, have a great day, baby. And he's like, my bag. I'm like, I know, but you're going to see your best friend, my bag. <laughs> by the time I deal with him and I come back round to Rafa, she's gone and got a marker <laughs> and is furiously, and I mean furiously, <laughs> scribbling out Iggy's name. <laughs> my bag. Yeah. <laughs> like just covering the name Iggy. Just <laughs> scribbling all over it was such fury you know and I was shocked by this behavior because a she was ruining a beautifully designed canvas bag <laughs> b she's trying to erase her brother 
dear. out of this thing. Oh, dear. But instead of being like, Rafa, what are you doing? And getting angry at her and yelling, which was my initial instinct, I just went, oh, Rafa, you didn't. <laughs> and she's like, it's my bag now. And I was like, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> And she was like, but mummy, it's my... And, you know, she's still yelling and I'm not going to fight fire with fire. I'm going to no. diffuse her with water. Um, <laughs> so then I go and sit on the stairs and slump. And she's yelling at me, but mummy! And I've stopped yelling. And she's like, oh, she's like Where, where's mummy gone? So she comes looking for me and I'm on the stairs. And she goes, but mummy, it's my bag first. I got it for my birth. And I just sat there and I just... And then she's like, mummy? She's Gem's modelling, like shaking her head just in, yeah, in disappointment. Just, yeah, I just, you know, my body language was downtrodden, mm. you know? Yeah. And then she was like, mummy. And I just said, Raph, I'm just, I pulled out the D word. Oh. I did. Really disappointed, babe. Becomes. Mm. And do you know what Rafa started doing? She started cry yelling, I'm sorry. <laughs> and it came from such a real place. Yeah, yeah. She was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <gasps> And I was like, I know you're sorry, baby, but I just, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> you shamed her. <laughs> I, was like, I can't believe that you, you like scribbled, like you ruined your bag, Iggy's bag. Anyway, and then she sat on my lap and then I went limp. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever done that? And she's sitting on Not my lap. to this degree, but I love it. No, 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 no. I'm going to get judged for this. I know. Oh, who fucking Look, cares? <laughs> judge gentle, away. Gentle parents at me. I feel your judgment already. But she sat on my lap and she was like, Mommy, hug me. And I was like, I'm trying to. I'm just a little bit shocked by what happened. <laughs> she's like, genius, Jim. She's like grabbing at my arms, trying to force me to <laughs> hug her. And I'm just pretending they're jelly. And just keep sliding off her. And she's like, hug me. I need a cuddle. I need a cuddle. But I think like in that moment, I really wanted to show her mm. how unkind it was. Yeah, and to find her empathy. Yeah, and she found it. And you model what you, you I mean, know, you were a manipulative bitch, it's fine. Oh, but you modeled empathy yes. because you were sad for Iggy. For Iggy and for Rafa and the yeah. whole situation. You were showing her that you were disappointed that it was this, such a nice thing got turned into something not nice, you know. But also, I just didn't want this situation to ever play out again. Mm. And more embarrassingly, if it were to play out to Rafa's friend, you in know, in front of people, I know <laughs> that would be way worse. <laughs> she says as she clutches her pearls, but it's uh, true. Yeah, and I, you're right. Finding fact when they're so elevated and screaming, like I do it to Teddy, it works. For, it doesn't work with Isla because she's like, "All right, bitch, good performance." Mm. But Teddy is like, it works very well on Teddy. If I'm like, oh my god, I, I'm shocked. Like a shock is what I use on that, him. Like yeah. I can't, I just can't believe my son did that. And he'll go, he'll double down at first, yeah, and go like, mommy, why? No, like he just can't handle my reaction. And he'll yell at me and he'll be angry at me. Like, why are you so strict? That's his like. That mm. to him is like the worst thing you can call someone what? is strict. <laughs> Because I'm so lackadaisical and he'll be like, oh, you're so strict. I hate you and like this. I wish I was with my dad, you know, like do all that stuff. And then he'll come find me and he'll like peer around the corner like, mommy. And he'll need me to forgive him mm, yeah. and he'll need to make good. That's what Rafa was needing. Yeah. She wanted me to hug her because it was like, can you please just forgive like, me? Can we just be on good terms? Yeah, can we yeah, just yeah. be back to how we were? Yeah. 
And I did. I let her stew in it a little bit. Like I didn't give, I wasn't rejecting her or pushing her away. It was just more like, I'm so deflated by the situation that just unfolded that I can't physically wrap my arms around you Mm. right now. Mm. And for her to sit with the impact of her behavior. Mm. Because the thing with Raph, she's got this beautiful spirited big personality but it permeates through the entire household and it can dominate the tone Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is set for the day yeah so when Rafa wakes up in a sparkly mood which is most days she is so merry Mm. like I can literally hear her singing from her bedroom and she comes in no joke Rosie she'll be like good morning mummy you know and I'm like I fucking love you kid it's 5 30 in the morning but you know you're joyous it's fine I forgive you it is contagious But yeah, when she spirals like that Mm. and fights Iggy the way that she does, it kind of ruins a lot of people's days. You know, it sets me off on the wrong foot as well. Like it's just, it's too much. I have a real aversion to that. And my kids know you can be in a bad mood, but you take your mood to your room. Mm. You don't put your bad mood on the whole house. No way. Not cool. I love the age appropriateness of take your bad mood to your room. Yeah. I feel like I should give that one a go. Yeah, because it doesn't shame them. It's like, yeah, you can be in a bad mood, but I don't want any part of it. This is Mm. your mood. This is not my problem. It's no one else's problem in this house to fix your bad mood. Yeah, You got to get yourself out of it. It's just hard when the bad mood directly inflicts on their sibling and then they drag their sibling down into this mood. That was the problem was that Iggy was a perfectly happy boy with his bag. Do you know how often I yell, separate! Oh, my God. (laughs) You go to your room. You go to my room. Get out of it. Separate! Oh, yeah. <laughs> For me, it's give him space. Yeah. Give her space. Yep. Just give each other space. That's yeah. what I say on repeat. Because they Same. just egg each other on. They push each other's buttons. Oh. It can be as simple as like, I wanted to sit here on the couch, but I was here first. And so I go, well, he was here first. So you sit there. So she sits right next to him, but like digs his feet under his butt. And he's like, Rafa, stop. And yeah, she's like, yeah, you're yeah. in my space. I'm sitting over. Oh, you know, it's just I hate so, it. It's so petty. And the fighting has really started in our house household and the thing is is Iggy's three and a half now he's like asserting himself more he won't just roll Mm -hmm. over and take it Mm -hmm. I'm tired Revs dude my kids fight over real estate of my body same yeah like one of them like I'm cuddling mummy I'm like I can cuddle you both and then one of them will put their knee up on my tummy and like just just push over my belly button so they're just getting slightly more than half and then one's like that's my side of mummy and I'm like hey is mummy involved in this does mummy get a say mummy wants no one on her but all right it's exhausting I never thought in my wildest dreams I would ever say the sentence there's plenty of mummy to go around you can share (laughs) like literally literal sentence that came out of my mouth Oh, hear me with your not spawn. Perfect segue. Get me out of that headspace. Have I got a not spawn for you? You better, babe. It's a bit of a re- it's a semi-recycled not spawn. Oh, I love that. But um, the recycled mother puffer vest from Cotton On is actually down to thirty bucks. Which oh, is- this is the gilet that you've been rocking all winter. Oh, gilet is a very generous, least <laughs> sexy term for it. But yes, it is. Uh, it's my winter uniform. Uniform. It's on sale. It's thirty bucks. I paid sixty. It's a bargain. Go Com- get some. Comes in seven different colors. Love it. I actually need one. If you've been eyeing off one, now's the time. I paid full price. I'm a little bit dirty about it. You know, when <laughs> when things go yeah. on sale, you yeah. just go, oh man. Like, yeah, but you were the one who said cost per wear. It's down to like five, five cents. cents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, yeah. I don't begrudge. Yeah. Okay. And if anything, I want a deal to get a bargain during yeah. this cozy lives time period of life. Yeah, I'll be picking up one of those for sure. Revzy, hear me with your not spawn. Mine is a follow. 
Now, a lot of you have been loving our DNM from Sunday with the beautiful Sean Zepps. For those who haven't heard it, we've had a really beautiful, generous, loving conversation about, you know, raising kids as LGBTQI plus friendly allies and what Sean's experience is as a gay dad. And we talked a lot about gender and all those really interesting things. Anyway, one thing we did discuss and we've, we all know by now is that it is not the gay community or the LGBT community's job to educate us straight, cishet, white people about the community. It's not their job. They're exhausted enough with mm. everything they're facing. They don't have to spend their time and energy helping us understand. In the same way, it's not the indigenous community's That's job. That's right. That's right. Any marginalized community, it's not their job to help white people get on board. It's Mm -hmm. our job to go educate ourselves so we can be good allies. If you want to educate yourself, I've got a resource. Fabulous. So the handle is on Instagram at headonfirepod. It's Don Martin. He goes by he, him pronouns. He's a gay man. He has a podcast. He's an author and he straight shoots. He does reels talking straight to camera. POV, you're listening to Don Martin. POV! <laughs> Educate you about the queer community. He does really straight shooting, direct, angry sometimes, but very articulate and incredible pieces to camera, helping you understand the queer experience. I find it very helpful as a someone who wants to be a good ally. And we always talk about it's important to have these things in your social diet. Yes. Popping into your feed mm-hmm. every now and then, just so that over time that language becomes normalised or part of your own vernacular Mm -hmm. so that you know what to say, what not to say, what's helpful, what's not helpful. Yeah, Um, absolutely. I'm all about curating the feed and enhancing my own understanding of marginalised groups. I think it's important. He's just a really interesting, gorgeous, engaging guy, full stop, and a really cool creator. And I haven't listened to his podcast yet, but it's on my list to listen to. So Nice. Check him out, Head on Fire Pod, Don Martin. Well, that brings us to the end of another Tuesday episode. As always, thank you for having us in your ears, DLs. We always appreciate you. We love you so much. We're going to be back on Friday with a Delemon off the Delemonade tree to mm-hmm. juice and solve and turn into some kind of spicy cocktail. If you're new to the podcast, you're like, what's happening? <laughs> but if you're not, which you're probably not, you know what we mean. We'll see you for Bestie Hotline on Friday. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.